really work and love working in that fully custom space where we get to build an experience completely from scratch and make it about the user, you know, with the user at the center of the experience. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the show. I hope you're doing really well. Thank you so very much for joining us. My name's Rick Nusky. I'm the host, and it is a pleasure to serve you. I'll be reading through your feedback, which which you know that I love to do, and getting that feedback makes all of the difference, knowing that the show is making a difference for you. Now, speaking of making a difference today, I'm on the line with the wonderful CJ Oldman. Welcome to the show, CJ. Thank you. It's great to be here. Absolute pleasure to have you here. Now you, uh, along with your business partner, Brad, who won't be joining us today, uh, you're the co-founder and CEO of a company called Bannerwave, and you and I are gonna be talking about how to use interactive ads in your business to create personalized brand experiences. Now, in that alone, there is so much to unpack. So before we do any of that, CJ, if you don't mind, if, if you could share with us where you're calling in from today. So I'm calling in from Chicago, Illinois and uh you know grow, grown up here my entire life and decided to stay in this area just because you know all the great culture and um you know agencies especially when it comes to advertising and marketing here there's a, a great culture um for that as well yeah now i've been looking through your twitter feed and i've been looking uh, at uh, various sites and uh, some of the images that are on there just really caught my attention now i know you're a bit of a foodie tell us a bit about uh, <laughs> <laughs> some of the cuisine you like to get involved with Yes, yes. So outside of my my you know business side, I, I really do enjoy travel and uh, you know eating food. Um, obviously, enjoying other cultures and histories. So mm-hmm. um, that's also something that really inspires me too when I go and I'm I'm doing you know work for for clients. Um, you know, just getting out of the office and and allowing you know travel uh, people and and you know the world to inspire you through the work that you do. And I think that does a lot for us, especially in terms of of how we view advertising um, being a servant to the you know the consumer absolutely now in the in the times that we're living in are you having much opportunity to do much travel at the moment i have i actually just got back from toronto i went to the national bank open uh and saw some of the women singles oh wow so yeah yeah, it's great to be out there my first time yeah fantastic now i'm i'm a bit of a pet lover do you love pets i do i have two cats and a dog oh fantastic now do they get along or do, they, or do they fight they like do. the cat and dog? <laughs> they, uh, they, you know, the introduction was interesting. You know, they, they definitely have their own territories and things like that. But <laughs> over time, they've gotten to really, you know, be able to just uh, coexist and um, almost enjoy being around each other and having that, you know, extra presence there. Imagine that, enjoying each other's company. Now, <laughs> now this is what I think is very different about the My Future Business uh, show, CJ, is that we learn a little bit about the people behind the businesses because I think fundamentally businesses don't change all that much. But um, you, you must be busy. So I'd love to learn a bit more about, I guess, your day-to-day um, routines. But also, um, you know, what, what does, a, I guess, a typical day look like for you? Are you an early riser? Do you work late? What do you do? 
I'm definitely an early riser. You know, when I was younger, I was a, I was a late worker pulling those all nighters. <laughs> but for me now, as I, you know, I'm 35 now, mm -hmm. I enjoy, you know, getting to bed before midnight and yep. um, I'm usually up, you know, no later than 6am. Um, sometimes I even get up at, you know, 4am depending on how early I get to bed, but I love the tranquility and, um, you know, piece of, of the morning. And I think there's a lot of things that you can get done. You know, everyone's, you know, a lot of people are still in bed. Um, mm -hmm. You know, your, your phone's not ringing. Um, you can get through emails and, and tasks and really do that, you know, critical thinking without interruptions. So for me, I think the morning is probably my most productive time just because um, being able to kind of get the day set up. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of, you know, my day to day, we always, our team always starts with, you know, a full uh, stand up in the morning where we talk about our plans for the day, you know, what we want to focus on, get everyone set up. Um, and then, you know, based on what we're doing, obviously we're focusing on client projects, um, new business development, and then even things like this where we're trying to do some, you know, leadership uh, yep. marketing or, or, or knowledge leadership in the space. Well, that's very interesting feedback. I'd love to take that uh, to, into another level in a moment. But I wonder, as you, I guess, move through time, do you value your sleep more? And do you find yourself popping up, you know, with a pen and paper at the side of the bed, taking ideas at some random hour of the night? Does that ever happen to you? Or do you sleep well? I sleep well. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones that sleeps well. But I do, you know, in the morning, normally when I get up, you know, that's when a lot of the ideas start flowing, mm. um, you know, do do a little meditation or, you know, uh, some stretching yoga, things like that, just to kind of, you know, get your mind focused on, you know, things outside of work and then allow yourself to kind of transition into that that get, work mode get consumed by it yes <laughs> now i'm a big fan of education self-development uh, i love audio books i love reading what's your modus operandi in that regard do you like to take in an audio book occasionally how do you how do you educate yourself so I read a lot of different articles that are online, obviously reading books. I just uh, picked up uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Oh, and yes. so, you know, things like that, um, that really helped me grow, you know, not only as an individual, but, you know, as an entrepreneur. Yes, fantastic. Now, when we're growing up, I always love to ask this question because in my formative years, there were certain people around my life that really shaped me into the man I've become today. Did you have anybody in your life like that, CJ? Oh, absolutely. Uh, my grandfather was definitely one of the people who helped shape me, um, you know, with the creativity and through music, things like that, uh, you know, his, his hard work and, um, you know, just the way he connects with people. He unfortunately had passed a little uh, more than a year ago, but mm. he's someone that has been one of my, you know, you know, best friends in life and, and someone who's really inspired me and, and showed me the way to, you know, be a good man and, and you know, a good friend, a good uh, brother son yes absolutely he's, and he's always around just remember that that's for sure and certain now i know that uh, you just touched on music and i know that you enjoy live music what type of music do you like i think it's pretty important to know that <laughs> oh I'm, I'm pretty eclectic with my music you know i have a background i actually used to play some music i had a background um in in rock music and things like that and mm -hmm. then i mean i love everything from you know rock alternative to pop hip-hop the law uh jazz and blues um so I, I'm, I'm, you know, a lover of music through and through. Fantastic. Loving this call. Thank you very much for sharing. Earlier on, you talked about having stand-ups with your team, and I'd like to talk about your team. But primarily, uh, if we could start with Brad, I'd love to learn a little bit more about how the relationship formed and, you know, you've gone on to create this amazing business. 
Yeah, it's funny. You know, I, I the, the way I met Brad was actually back, I mean, it had to be 2012, 2013. Mm -hmm. And it was actually a flash project that we were working on. And so I needed a to find a flash developer that could help me create this interactive map that uh, basically use different data and automatically change, you know, the hues, the colors, um, things like that within the map automatically. So uh, our client could then each year update the data and see that, that same map kind of change and, and grow with the data that comes in. So um, I'd found him and I, I was really struggling at the time to find, you know, a, a developer that had, you know, an eye for, for good design and creative. A lot of the time, where I struggled initially, you know, I, my background is in design. Mm -hmm. So um, I needed obviously that yin and yang. I needed a developer to make all these beautiful things, you know, come to life. And so, you know, that's why I, I would bring in developers. And initially when I would bring them in, um, and that's probably due to my, you know, lack of, of knowledge and, you know, maybe not testing them or things like that. But in the beginning, I found myself doing a lot of internal back and forth, you know, on the work before actually showing it to the client. So, mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of, you know, in terms of my, you know, uh, my profit on the project, doing mm -hmm. things like that would obviously, you know, decrease what I would make. And so I learned kind of the hard way of, of finding out what's really important in terms of the people that you choose to work with you, um, especially in terms of trust and then in terms of, you know, just just the ability to really stand behind the work and, and have a good work ethic. And see it through. Yes, there's some values in there that I'd love to talk about in a moment. But um, as an entrepreneur, you, you wake up one day and you go, you know what, I'm going to try this. And there's uh, obviously inherent levels of risk that are associated with this. Now, uh, keeping that in mind that there are startups on this show who love to listen into this sort of thing. They're existing business owners and the likes who are listening in. And you've already walked the path. Now, um, tell us about the experience, you know, was was it a nerve wracking time when you decided that you were going to go into business and start something like this? It it definitely was, I'd say in the beginning, you know, just kind of figuring it out. I only worked for an agency for a year out of college and then ended up going off on my own. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have the typical, you know, path of a designer working at, you know, various jumping around various agencies and things like that before kind of going into consulting or starting something on their own. Um, I did it right away, which I think has its pros and cons, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I did things a little bit differently than in the norm. Um, but also on top of that, uh, you know, I think that there were things that I had to learn along the way in terms of internal agencies and in like in how they structured themselves, how they work, what they valued, because down the line, that's eventually who I would start partnering with is other agencies bringing me and my team in to help them produce work for their clients. Did you find it difficult to build a team? Because oftentimes people are so, I guess, almost perfectionistic and they want to sort of grab every bucket and run with it themselves. Did you find it hard to let go at any stage? You know, here you go, here's a delegation, you do that and you do this. Was that difficult? It is, it is. Letting it go and especially when you're someone who likes to kind of have control and make <laughs> sure that everything has that that nice polish. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, that I would say that's a challenge to kind of, you know, let that go to to bring anyone on a team or to, you know, you got to allow them to make mistakes and, and fail and things like that so that we can learn and kind of grow together. And, you know, I, I did them, you know, myself, too, as I was growing. So I had plenty of mistakes and things that I learned along the way. So I think that for me, especially when building a team, I am more interested in, you know, they could be, you know, better in terms of the skills but if they're 
you know, who they are as a person, their personality and the way they work doesn't align with our team, then, you know, obviously it's not a good fit. Yeah. And yeah. you can always train someone. You can always teach them, you know, obviously these different types of, of expertise. So it's someone who's, who's, you know, eager to learn and wanting to do more. Those are the type of people that really, you know, take it far. Um, sometimes you, know, you get the best experts and they just, you know, they, they do things their own way. They're, they're comfortable in that set and, um, you know, they, they don't really want to kind of shift. So, uh, yes, yes. that could be a little bit hard. Yeah. We have a lot of software, uh, experts and developers and the likes who join us on the show. So I'm sure that there's some very interested people listening in. Um, and now I wonder where do you get your best ideas from? Do you, do you leverage your clients for your best ideas? How is it that I guess the banner wave um business structure and formation came about was it just organic or so it was funny uh in terms of how banner wave came about um you know we were actually at a previous agency before that and it was just me and my business partner brad um mm. and we just had contractors that we'd bring on for various projects as needed but at the end of 2015 or you know end of august early september that's when the browsers stopped supporting flash completely yes and so because of that we we had a you know idea that the market wasn't going to be ready so we're like you know what we're going to create a sister company and we're just going to you know translate pe people's html5 or i'm sorry flash ads into <laughs> html5 yep so we started with that and it actually ended up being really successful because uh we were one of the only ones doing it at the time and had a big influx of work um, so we were very lucky in the sense that we kind of, you know, found the right moment, right time. We went from working with small to medium-sized businesses to, you know, large businesses and, you know, Fortune 500 companies. So uh, it was just a kind of luck of the draw, you know, good thinking in the right moment and allowed us to kind of expand in that way. And that's actually how we built our, our team around that. So. Fantastic feedback. Thank you so very much. Now, just for context, I know there'll be a lot of people going, well, what type of large Fortune 500 organizations have you worked with? So would you mind sharing a little bit about some of them? Yeah, absolutely. So, for example, uh, we work, do a lot of work with uh, Discover Financial. Um, we've done work with, with Dell in terms of helping them create apps and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, Discover in terms of helping with advertising. Uh, they have amazing in-house uh, team over there that we uh, love collaborating with. Um, and then, you know, there are various others that we've done throughout our way, the Beam Centauri umbrella of alcohol. So, you know, you got Cavassier, you got Cruise and Rum, all those things. So, you know, we would make games for Cruise and Rum where it's like a Plinko game and it goes down instead of just an ad that says, hey, pick up a bottle of Cruise and, you know, a brand awareness ad. We actually turned it into experience where it's a Plinko ad where you can drop a coin down, it goes to a cocktail and it tells you how to make that cocktail and allows you to play again or go to the website for more recipes. So we're trying to provide that, that experience where you're providing a meaningful interaction with the brand in that first step of the funnel. Yeah, I've seen, so, I've seen some of the examples on there and I thought, wow, this is fantastic. This is, you know, this is not just about banners really at all, is it? it we're a little bit ahead of the technology. So there's more, obviously this, this goes much more beyond banners in terms of interactive advertising, but mm. we saw a opportunity there because, you know, that's kind of the first step of the funnel when someone initially yep. sees an ad. Yep. And we thought if we can bring something and make something happen that first step of the funnel that decreases the steps 
to get to the consumer to what they need, whether that be an information or sign up form, you know, whatever that be. Um, that's something that we want to do. And if we could make it more, you know, personalized and authentic to the user, that's going to make it even stronger. So that's kind of what we started focusing on. And that's why we wanted to start in the banner ad or display ad channel, um, because we saw so much opportunity there. So does this actually flow on from just the banners themselves? Do the, does it actually link into a funnel per se? Yeah, well, I mean, so basically, you know, normally you would have, say, an ad. Ad will drive you to, you know, a landing page for you to fill out a form and then, you know, you go through this next step. So, you know, with ours, we can create ads that have a form fill right within it. You yeah. know, we can create ads that you can say, hey, I want to see what type of personality type that I have. And so you answer, you know, this or that questions within the ad and it creates a dynamically personalized landing page for you based on the answers that you've selected within the ad so you know trying to bring that level of personalization and authenticity much earlier in the funnel to make users and consumers feel like you know the ads are serving them and their needs rather than just pushing what the brand wants on them yeah i saw some of the other examples there you choose your name for a particular drink and it would you know drop down a, a shoot and then it would display your name on this can and just some of the amazing things. There's so many questions that I have about this, but one of them um, that comes to mind is, is this, you know, cost inhibitive for smaller businesses or tell us a little bit about that side of it. So the, we do do some uh, very custom things for the larger brands, but mm. we also started to create um, almost like, I wouldn't say like full blown templates, but you know, tools or, or vehicles to be able to sell these things. So, you know, we can have a, say a dynamic banner with products in it that's based on where the user's location in is they'll show you certain products sales things like that um that's something that you know obviously if you have a brand that has products we could you know technically repurpose that and just you know lay your brand feel and everything over that that ad itself um so we're trying to bring things to market that are a little bit more um can so that yep. they're more approachable for small to medium-sized businesses but mm -hmm. Uh, we really work and love working kind of in that fully custom space where we get to build an experience, you know, completely from scratch and, you know, make it about the user, you know, with the user at the center of the experience. Absolutely. And we'll be talking about the onboarding and all that in a little while. But um, I overlooked it. Where, what year did this, did Bannerwave start? When was it founded? So we actually started in 2015. So right when that, that uh all the browsers stopped supporting flash we decided yes. you know what let's yep. just make the company and, yep. and get it going so so um, tell us a little bit about i guess you've got a suite of services that i've seen here i know that you you've got a um a design back background I, uh, there's a couple of questions in that what do you think you do best personally um but also what other types of services do you offer at Bannerway? So, and are you talking about me personally? Yes, you as personally. My position, yes. Or me personally as a designer? <laughs> well, we can answer both. So, I definitely, you know, I, I've always loved design and things like that. And I think as you grow in your career, you know, it's it's natural for you to get further away from actually being down in the trenches and doing that craft. Um, and so, you know, I think as you grow as a, you know, uh, a professional. I found myself now more, you know, leading and, and training, you know, other designers and teams to be able to kind of pull these things together so that they can then, you know, 
be leaders themselves and, and you know cultivate you know the next line of, of of amazing creatives and developers things like that so we really you know focus on education and collaboration you know mm-hmm. with our team and i think that's where you know we're really strong um in terms of what was the other question i'm sorry no about your personal um you know superpower let's call it the thing you do really well yes so my personal one is uh you know i think inspiring the team you know keeping things positive the glass half full mentality uh, it's easy for for people to get you know caught up in, in certain projects and things mm-hmm. and i think bringing that you know empathy back into um you know the workplace you know, where you can empathize with whoever, the client, each other, um, and be there and support each other in times of needs. I think those types of things, cultivating a business that is not having employees as just a number, yep. but having employees as, you know, someone who, you know, really gets the value. We have 100% covered health insurance. We have unlimited vacation, um, you know, mm-hmm. mental health days when people are feeling, you know, that, that you, then you just need some time Pretty off. Average, so. Yeah. It's, you know, I know it's, it's, it's kind of cliche to be like, oh, we're a family, but it is that sense of we all step up when someone, you know, needs to Need take you. time off or, yeah. right, absolutely. absolutely. I know that there's a, uh, a world of difference between tactics and strategies. I'm wondering if you can tell us the difference about how you go around, um, I guess, balancing the two. So strategy in terms of that, uh, you know, we, we will do a lot of strategy. And you're talking about strategy in terms campaign of campaign strategy. Or, ah, yes. So campaign strategy, it really depends on, you know, the industry, uh, the client or the brand in terms of what they're looking for from the mm-hmm. user. So we want to build a campaign, you know, strategy that serves obviously what they're looking to get out of the campaign in terms of their goals and KPIs. But in terms of the tactics that we do, we want to understand the way consumers are engaging with them. And if there's something that the brand even wants to find out, you know, if they're like, hey, I want to, you know, I'm, I'm you know, offering training and I want to know if they like, you know, A, B or C more, if they're more interested mm-hmm. in these. So within that, we can even track things within the ads themselves that add another layer of custom tracking on top of what traffickers already provide. Yep, yep. So that we're able to be like, okay, you know, 30% of the people said they wanted this, 20% said they wanted this, and 50% said they wanted this. So it's a way for us to kind of collect some, you know, it's not personal information, but high level insights in terms of the target market. So you've got your ad networks and you've got your, um, I guess, own media, your, your content management systems and the likes. Obviously, it would work across any ad, ad network. Is that correct? Uh, that's well, yes, that's initially it's, you know, the interactive ads that we do are just on the display ad network right now. Right. Um, there is some things that you can do, like Facebook has these Facebook instant experiences where you can kind of have a, a you know, HTML5 experience within the ad itself. So there is opportunities to do it on social. But there are some things where, you know, I think that it, we're just ahead of the industry right now, you know, passive advertising and all of that is still very, very big in the industry right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's still static images or you know animated, you know, simple animated uh, videos. <laughs> quite, quite boring by comparison, from what I've seen. Right, and <laughs> you know they're not personalized, and so it causes this consumer fatigue due to that lack of innovation and almost like it, you know this 
uh, digital white noise. And so by bringing something to them, that's, you know, number one, I mean, I know traffickers do a great job at at targeting. So they'll target people to segment them based on their interests, purchasing patterns, you know, income, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, right now it's, they're forcing the messaging on the user rather than letting the user kind of consume and experience the messaging on their own terms, which I think is a big miss for a lot of advertisers and brands. Absolutely. Um, allowing the user kind of control to control the way they consume the content and also putting them at the center of the content or experience. You know, I feel like that is really where the industry needs to go to get people back to actually trusting and, and, and believing in brands because we've had a lot of, you know, Rubbish bad ways. Yep. Yes. Bad ways that uh, <laughs> we've gone about advertising in the past and, you know, collecting data. And I, you know, it's no surprise that, you know, consumers are not as trusting as they used to be. Absolutely. And not only are the uh, consumers less trusting, but also the ad networks themselves. Do you find it uh, challenging at all? And uh, are they, given that you're on the, I guess, the leading edge of this technology, you know, when they talk about sending people to a landing page and having your terms and conditions all laid out in front of them, how do you navigate that part of the space? So in terms of terms and conditions on top of... You know, when they're going into an interactive ad, I've seen an ad on the network and I add Mm. my details, it will take me somewhere. Does the ad network um, actually want to know where that's still going? What what is that side of the process yeah so we do have to provide the destination to the ad network right um where that's going and then any types of terms and conditions would be within that you know that destination or page mm-hmm. um depending on you know what's being asked for if it's you know hey download you know this you know, takeaway or resource that could be beneficial um so you know for that we do have to provide that but what we're doing in that experience of that destination of where we're sending them that's mm-hmm. still something that we can control right yeah now so, tell us okay. tell us a little bit. I just cut you off there because I had a, a, a very important question. I'm noticing in your creative design components area that you have a, a, not only a large array of sizes, which you would expect, but who does it actually fall responsibility of to go and do the designs now? Because there are some amazing um, items to look at just by visiting Bannerwave.com. Who does that side of the work? It's fascinating. So it's a collaboration between our team. So, you know, I've kind of, I normally come in in the beginning to help kind of define like what that tactic will be to actually like what we want the user, how we want the user to engage, what we want them to get out of the experience. Mm -hmm. And then we have our design team kind of go in there, amazing designers go in there and start concepting, ideating on on what that could look like or how that could work. And then we'll come together as a team, you know, developers, um, you know, account managers and designers, you know, everyone to kind of just bring their their minds and thoughts together and make sure that we're hitting, you know, every point that we need to on the campaign for the client. So, so it really questions. is, <laughs> it's it's a definitely a collaborative experience. We we found before that when we silo like development and design or, you mm-hmm. know, even not have an account manager in kind of that process behind the thinking. Yep. You know, it allows everyone to be on the same page. It allows the account manager to explain things intelligently to the client. It allows the developers and designers to understand what things that they need from each other and where the boundaries lie to make sure that we can produce something of value within the client's budget and scope. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's, you know, that's a really important part to making sure that a project is successful. Um, there are just, just so, you know, 
there, there are so many moving parts of this that it, it's just amazing how you can go from an idea concept through to um, actually delivering these wonderful products that you're creating for at Bannerwave. Now I'm wondering, from inception, how long does it normally take? Is there a typical sort of timeline to deliver a product? It depends. So, you know, it's like, you know, when you're doing ads like this that are interactive, it's almost like, you know, think of a building a website. If it's a website that's more just informational, kind of like a brochure website where you're just giving information and maybe providing a contact form compared to something where maybe you are, you know, displaying the weather and you're having a user login and a dashboard to manage their account. It kind of depends what the features and functionality are of the experience. But generally for a a campaign or something like this we've done things you know rush timelines we were able to pull <laughs> something you know out in a week it's not desirable um, normally we'd like to have you know two weeks to a month to really dig in and make sure that we are um, in line with what the client needs and not you know rushing through it we want to make sure that the investment is used you know and 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 getting the most that it can for most the client. Now that ticks all the boxes for me. I'm a big fan of quality assurance and quality and continuous improvement. Now I know that you do have that particular focus inside of your business. Tell us a little bit about the, uh, the assurance process behind the work that you do. Yeah, so each of our, each deliverable that we do. So we do uh, work on a lot of things outside of, of banner ads and, and all that. I know that banner wave, you know, obviously in the beginning it, it was focused <laughs> on banners, but yeah, yeah. you know, we do, uh, websites, um, completely custom web apps, things like that, uh, custom mobile apps, uh, email marketing, social media advertising, all that stuff. But um, the we're, the thing that we're most passionate about is the interactive side of things. So that's where you know we really Sean. love to be. I mean, we're right. It's filled of our company is filled with nerds who love to play video <laughs> games and build Legos and you know they're truly creators in, yeah, yeah. in many different ways. And I think that allows them to, you know, their their love for that, you know, in their personal lives actually brings a lot of value to the things that we build for clients as well. That creativity really comes out and you can see our clients' eyes light up when we start talking about, you know, these different opportunities that they have that really push um, the fold in terms of what their competitors are doing in the industry. You know, because I, I often think about the relationship between you uh, as Bannerwave and your clients and the relationships that you must need to to build and forge over time do you find that you have ongoing relationships and how important are they oh incredibly important uh, having those ongoing relationships are what makes you know these campaigns so successful mm. doing these one-off projects or things like that you don't really get to dig into it and you know even for a campaign that we would do we you know at minimum we want to you know work on a quarterly basis because when we're starting we have to you know start launch the campaign and, and, you know, ramp up the campaign within the first month. After we have that first month of data, you know, within the second month, we're looking at ways to optimize it and help it, you know, exceed its performance. And then in the third month, that's finally where it really kind of hits its stride. And so there's a lot of companies that will come in and be like, hey, can we just, you know, I just want to try you guys out for a month. Let's do this. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not that easy. It's not something that, you know, you're not going to go to the gym one day, you know, and come out, you know, a, a, with a six pack. So no. <laughs> you do have to, you know, work for this and, and actually, you know, have your uh, have your path and, and roadmap for success. 
you have certainly come a long way from the guy who was uh, in the band, you know, and that's <laughs> something I forgot to ask you. Um, what what uh, instrument were you playing? So I play the uh, guitar and also sing in the band. Fantastic. Were you good at it? Of course we, you we were. were pretty good. We were, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were uh, around, you know, the greater Chicago area, did a lot of, played a lot of shows over the years, things like that. Love it. It was just a fun way to get out. And I think that's also what really got me into that entrepreneurial spirit, um, you know, working with uh, venue managers, things yep. like that, you know, creating yep. our own marketing. Um, it, it definitely kind of played a, a heavy hand in, in my love for uh, advertising in, in the digital space. I can tell that and uh, you know I can just feel the energy coming out of Banner Wave there's certainly a lot going on there certainly um, far more than just interactive ads as uh, marketing and if anybody wants to see it we're going to be sharing uh, the website domain and how you can get involved in a moment but before we do that CJ I'd love to share with people what the onboarding process looks like. Oh sure absolutely. So essentially what we do is we have normally like an intake and discovery process. So what we do is we provide them a, a client brief or a discovery form, just kind of understand what they're looking for, understand mm -hmm. their industry competitors, um, you know, value propositions, things like that, you know, the basic stuff that the you'll want to stuff, yeah. And then for our intake, we also want to understand, you know, all the campaigns that they've done in the past. We want to be able to see, you know, their creatives, their, their tactics, their performance, the landing pages or destinations where these ads went to that way we can do a comprehensive audit on that and mm -hmm. um, along with their competitors and can come back with something that is truly going to differentiate them and make them stand out you know in a, in a pre-saturated market fantastic so uh, in all of this one of the most important things at the pointy end of the call is to know where people can find uh, you and bannerwave yes so you can find us at bannerwave.com that's B-A-N-N-E-R-W-A-V-E.com. How's that? Wrapping it up with a bow tie right at the end there. Thank you so much, CJ. Now, if you're on the call today, you're interested in any of the things that we've spoken about, absolutely go and check out bannerwave.com. I'll be making sure that the link to bannerwave.com is available below this post. No matter where you see it, you're going to find the links back to CJ, Brad, and their wonderful team at Bannerwave. Thank you very much, so very much for joining me on the show today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends, and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.